Hello and welcome to the last episode for 2021 of That's Enough Already. This is the best of episode. I can't believe we've got to the end of this year and weirdly we're still sort of circling what 2020 was. Thank you so much for listening. I've really enjoyed doing this podcast. I can't believe we've completed two seasons. I will be back next year with season three. Uh, If you live in Australia or New Zealand, I am touring next year, hopefully. All the details are on my website, ursulacarlson.com. And I hope you have a great, whatever your holiday looks like. You know, if if you ring in the new year in a huff and a puff, do it. If it's a big-ass party, good on you. Uh, I hope you have enough and I hope you don't get to spend too much time with the people that you've already spent too much time with. Have a good one. I'll see you next year. Stay safe. Shh, that's quite enough. Just stop. Just shut your mouth. I don't give a stuff. Zip it. Shush, please. Uh, uh, uh. Yes, I can hear. Calm down, mate. But I don't care. That's enough already. Shut up. Oh, shush. You're acting like a... Like a Gen Xer instead of like a millennial. <laughs> well, I am. I feel like I am, you know. I think it's having a kid. The moment I had a kid, I just became yeah. old. Like I was lying in bed the other day, like I have to brace to sneeze. It hurts, you know. To Mate, imagine if you actually had her. If you actually had to push <laughs> Sophia out of your penis, you would have to have a little hanky at the end of it so you didn't squirt all over the bed. <laughs> I'm bra- I'm holding on to two things. I'd have to, yeah, I'd have to yeah. clean up afterwards. No, it's, it's yeah. a real disaster getting old. I like the honesty that comes with it. Yeah, I mean, what I enjoy about getting older is I look back on how I was living for a while there in my 20s and I'm just like, that was disgusting. You know yeah, I mean? you like, look at you, if, 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 you know, they say, if you could talk to your younger self, what would you say? And I'd say, fucking you. You know, when you've got a kid, so um, the boy was in, in kindy, he was well, still in kindy, you pick up any everything from them. Oh um, my god, we have been sick for a month. We've done so many quarantines. I've done. I personally have done eight COVID tests because of yeah. Sophia and bringing home everything. Oh, they're it's revolting, and it, it when you do the drop off, and you see some kid with snot running down their face, and you're like, "Great, well, I'm going to be." You want to you want to rip their their parents <laughs> do, the door of the jeep open and just punch them repeatedly in the face and go go fucking get that snot box, put it back in the car seat, and go home. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then and then, but then you have those times when your kid, like you know, you're it's in the morning, and you hear edge. a cough, and you're like, uh oh, yeah, you're like, Take your okay, <laughs> do not cough one more time, all right? Wipe your nose and go in there. Whatever you have to do, stop your nose from running, please. Yeah, yeah, you, you keep showing them the tissues. You go now. Remember, if anything takes you, wipe your nose, okay? You don't want them to. You don't want to get that call. Go, your kid's sick. You know, yeah, no, I know. Well, I'm not the asshole. No, I'm not yeah, the asshole. Everyone else is the asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the one thing that other people do that you go fucking stop? Um, uh, in the current climate, I'm getting pretty frustrated with everyone's opinion on how to deal with COVID. Yeah. Um, I, I, just everyone's hot take. Yeah. And I, and, and, you know, they're like, oh, you know what Australia should have done is this. And I'm like, I know that you can't even fill out a tax return. Like you you haven't yes. got your own shit together. You how the fuck are you going to solve a yeah. worldwide pandemic by sitting on Twitter? You're not so shut up and yeah. actually just either listen to what the advice we're being given or or just stay out of it, you know? Yeah. Like that's like it kills me. Yeah, people that go for like fuck Dan Andrews or fuck Glass. Yeah, I know. Like, and they're having I'm all like- these like <laughs> 
They're literally just following health advice to keep your dumb fucking ass alive. I know, right? That's the thing. And it's like I get so angry about it. All these, all these geniuses on Twitter who cannot barely keep their own job together, criticizing everyone who's trying to do the right thing and proper full-blown experts who have data to back them up. And that, that, that's what's really killing me at the moment. That's what shits me at the moment. I, with Taskmaster, let me just quickly ask you, was it any, at any point when you were doing anything where you thought you're going to look like a dick or you're going to get cancelled? Well, I appreciate you asking whether or not I, I was afraid to get cancelled as, you know, I'm in a particularly vulnerable uh, group subset of society for cancellation. <laughs> Um, you still not gay, are you? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Just, you know, out here, straight as an arrow. Very boring. But so it was the last one of the day. It was I uh, do the stupidest thing. I was like, fuck, I mean, I got nothing. I sort of was, you know, they're filming you for five minutes and you're not saying anything and you feel like you're really flailing around. And I was like, well, the only thing I've got in my head right now is to put my dick in a toaster. That is like... <laughs> Stupidest thing I can think of, and that is, yeah. I think that's funny. You know, like it's just yeah. I say I'm gonna. I think the only thing I've got is I'm gonna put my dick in a toaster, and then as I walk from outside the shed where we were to the kitchen to put my dick in the toaster, it was just <laughs> the right amount of time, and I was just the right amount of sort of vulnerable and tired. Where I was like, this is a bit like this is an awful, awful idea. No one wants this. I don't know. I was sort of just running through it in my head, and I was like, no, this is, I'm making a big mistake here. But I'd already committed to it, and then so the whole thing rides on confidence. If you confidently walk into a kitchen and put your dick in a toaster, that's funny. But if you sort of sheepishly sort of unfurl your penis <laughs> and like lower it into a toaster, it's really bad. <laughs> and so you know, we, we we go through this motion. I'm umming and ahhing out loud to uh, the director, and he's like, "Just do it. You know, it'll be fine." Can we just say the director is also a comedian? Yes, yes, and All a comedian, right, so, and he's a young he, Tom Furness. He's amazing. He's a young comic. He's a, when when I started doing comedy in uh, Auckland, New Zealand, he was my he was the guy. I was like, I want to be like him. I thought he was the funniest guy. Yeah. So so the thing is, when a comedian decides to do something dumb, and there's another comedian who is now the person in. <laughs> who's sort of the adult because we need adults around us to go, I think that's a really shit fucking idea. Do not put your dick in an electrical device. Yeah. That That is lacking on set when there's another comedian go, fuck you, put your dick in the toaster. Yeah, yeah. And so he's like, just put your dick in the toaster. And so I, I sort of did, and before I did it, I, I, took, I lowered my pants and there was like a modesty, the sheets that they used to, to yeah. put up in the lab, I had that like, you know, just to save any editors having to deal with my yeah. penis. As I did it, I sort of looked at the camera and I said, COVID-19 isn't real. And then I put my dick in the toaster because I was like, this is, you know, this is the stupidest possible thing I could do. Yeah. And then that was the last task and it was sort of, I didn't end on a bang. You know, some days you end on a real fucking, yeah. you know, you're singing. And then yeah. other days you just got this long drive back from West Auckland where you're like, I can't believe I just put my dick in a toaster while I said <laughs> COVID-19 isn't real. Like... <laughs> <laughs> this is not this is not good. This is not a good day at the office. And then for reasons which I don't know if they're related to what I did or not, but that task got scrapped. Turns out I think at the heart of it it's a podcast about friendship. Like Tim and I didn't know each other especially well and we bonded through the wow. fires of this jointly bad decision. So like the highs and lows are really on display. You know, there's like it's it's like all good comedy or really anything. Like there's a it's the honesty. Yeah, it's 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 totally truthful. We've never edited anything out. It's sort of like how we are in the moment. That's what it is. Podcasting's crazy for that too because it's such an intimate medium. Like people are listening yeah. to this right now, they're 
on a walk, they're fucking cleaning the house, they're doing something that might not want to be doing. But I like to think people will masturbate quite frequently. I, to yeah, my yeah, I, I like to think so too. I mean, for, just for what it's worth <laughs> for all of your listeners, I like to masturbate while I podcast. So, <laughs> yeah, we can see because, yeah. like I mentioned before, you're not wearing any I'm, clothing. Uh, I'm so. working double time over here. But, <laughs> Yeah. And I salute you for multitasking. You. Here they were saying men can't do it and yeah. you're proving them I mean, wrong. Yeah, that's why I started doing it while I podcast. <laughs> I feel like I could be doing more. You got engaged to Hannah now. When's the yep. wedding? Are you guys working on a baby yet? Not working on a baby. Wedding's next May. All right. I better get a suit or something because I assume I'm in the <laughs> wedding party. <laughs> You're my best man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You better let your brothers know. Stand fucking, stand aside, man. <laughs> oh, sorry. I have 14 cousins. My two brothers. My grandmother had 17 grandchildren. So Hannah had like invited all her cousins, and she was, and 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 I, I couldn't invite all my cousins. And she's like, "Well, I only." She was like, "But I only have this many." And I was like, "I don't have any parents. When when do I get fucking paid back?" <laughs> <laughs> It's really more to do with our business and people that try to hide their ambition, pretend they're not ambitious, you know, yeah. pretend that they're not egotistical, pretend that they're not self-centered when there's elements of that in our business, like almost impossible to succeed in our business without those things. They try to pretend that they're above all that when the, the fucking ambition is leaking out of their pores. I yeah. hate that inauthenticity in that I I, I, I I would respect you more if you were just honest about it. Don't try to pretend that you're not. Yeah. Your foot is literally on my neck. I know you're climbing me at the moment. <laughs> yeah. So if yeah. I actually looked at the data of when I risk death, it would probably be I risk death most over trying to make a point about somebody making a driving mistake in my vicinity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but because they were wrong and you were right and you will fucking show up. <laughs> and they need to know and they need to pay. And now that I could have just driven on, but now that I've caught up to this guy and I've rolled down my window and he's looking at me and I'm looking at him, this is no longer about the mistake and it's about me fucking winning. You want them to get to a point where they're like, just fucking deal with this thing now. <laughs> that's how I, honestly, that's what I say to people with immigration issues too. They go, yeah, um, I'm still waiting to hear if I, you know what? I moved to New Zealand on a whim and I got work permit and I got residence within three months because yeah. I phoned my um, caseworker every day at noon. That yeah. can't knew. Yeah. When the phone rang at noon, oh, fuck, it's that bitch again. <laughs> he would know. Noon, I, w I would sit at my job at Ogilvy, go, guys, I just need to phone immigration. I would phone every day. Hi, just checking in to see how my paperwork's going. Yeah, nothing different than yesterday. Okay, I'll talk to you tomorrow. And I swear to God, after two months, he goes, I'm processing it. It's gone. Oh, please don't phone me again. I I've posted it off. Okay, all right, I'll phone you tomorrow to see how you're doing. I was like Ted Lasso. When I watched Ted Lasso and he goes, I'll be back tomorrow. And he just kept going with the biscuits. I don't know if you've seen Ted Yes, Lasso. no, absolutely. I'm Victoria's. Ted Lasso with the biscuits. Yeah. I'm like, look, I know you're not into this, but I'm happy for me to do this. I'll see you tomorrow. Shits me to death about other people. Fuck. Oh. I do have a high tolerance for annoying things, but I also do know you? I get annoyed a lot. Yeah. Well, that's why I've got a nasally voice. I can live with myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, I've got a good one for you. I've got a good one. Okay, go. Not relevant right now because we're not flying, but flying. You know, the people that stand up first. Oh, yes. Okay. And here's the thing. My partner is one of them. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'll I, marry him. I'll marry him. 
I'm telling you now, you need to go to therapy before you get married and go, look, he's doing that thing. Because even the therapist will be like, Joseph, will you just step out for a moment? Yeah. And then just look at you and go, don't fucking marry him. You can't get it out of him. That's going to be the thing. You know, when you just meet someone and you're like, that's so sweet when you brush your teeth, it's just toothpaste all over. In five years, you're going to go wipe that shit off your face. (laughs) If you say, I'm not going to listen to the government, so what, you're raping and murdering people? Because that's also what they tell you not to do. Is that the line you use at the supermarket now? That's what I did yesterday at the dairy. Wow. I won't be told by this government what to do. They also tell you not to rape and murder, so do I need to watch my back? (laughs) Oh, God, that just pissed me off. I just get so frustrated. I'm like, you're not very smart. You know, you're a smooth brain and you're raising smooth brains and it's a worry. Your kids see what you're doing. It's a silver lining of the pandemic, though, is that you, like, now you know. Now we've got more information on who those people are. Yeah, it's amazing how quickly it's gone from a virus to an IQ test. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if you ever, if someone dies in your house, there are rules about what to do with the body for public health and safety. Yeah. You're not allowed to go, oh, you know, we decided not to bury him. We're just going to keep him. You can't do yeah. it. It's like we don't no. have total sovereignty with these decisions when they affect health and safety of our community. It's, yeah. And I think we can, I don't know, I'm okay with that. I don't see that as like big brother imposing itself on me. I see no. it as like we're trying to make decisions that as a collective are going to help look after each other. Yeah, and, and we need to sort of move in, in a direction. You know, we can't just, oh, we're all just going to fucking do whatever. Because you literally then wouldn't be just on a basic human level. If you go, we're going to, we decided it was our decision as a family to bury grandma in the backyard and two years later you sell your house. Now I can't build the extension that I want (laughs) because grandma's leg is in the way. I, I like that they're really turning it into, that's like a very first world problem, like that we're having remodel <laughs> issues. Yeah, because grandma's in the back, yeah, honestly. <laughs> uh, I was still investigating, how come you got a tick? I was still looking for the tick. I did it through Warner, through my label. I almost wear it as a badge now yeah, that yeah, I yeah. don't have the tick. I quite like it. <laughs> oh, look at you, and you've got 66,000 followers. I mean, geez, you should be verified. Yeah. No, but I like that. I like when people go, why don't you have the tick? I'm like, I'm just a victim here. Poor me. (laughs) (laughs) Do you you identify as comedian or comedian or that you're that tall chick from TV? Ah, yeah. I'm I'm comedian. I feel like comedian is so cringy. I I guess I might say it ironically. maybe. But it took me a long time to even consider myself a comedian because I I was like, how much do you have to do to be considered one? I usually just say like I'm a writer. See, I think the minute you sort of want to pace yourself and go, I don't know, I'm not a comedian yet, don't don't jump the gun, then you are a comedian. I think it's when you do, you sign up for your first gig and you tell everyone you're a comedian and you change your job thing on Facebook to comedian. (laughs) You're not a comedian. Give it a year or two. Yeah, you've already made a fan page, Bob Joe Comedian or whatever. Yeah, I took ages before. I think I was seven years in before I made a fan page. I was like, it's too cringe. I can't do it. Yeah, and I I was like, oh, could I invite my friends to like it? No, that's horrible. It's, yeah. Yeah, when it says even, because we have the same manager now, and then she goes, you have to send out invite. I go, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Just not doing it. It's so humiliating. Do you like me? 
<laughs> yeah. Hey guys, uh, if I can just direct all traffic from this social media platform to the other one um, that doesn't have as many. So I, I'm saying the same shit on all platforms. Yeah, exactly. I'm not directing traffic away from nothing. <laughs> I agree that my lock, the lockdown has definitely lowered my tolerance. I was walking around our house the other day and there was like a kid that <laughs> it just so just annoyed me so much. You know when kids have like a little cup and they've got a straw coming out of the cup yeah. and then they tilt the cup to try and drink out of the straw? Yeah. I was like, fucking idiot, kid. Like, <laughs> don't, don't tilt it. It's a straw. <laughs> I, I just couldn't help myself. Unless you're on a motorbike, you do not need a GoPro on your head every time. People document too much of this shit. GoPro is like, in theory, you think they're going to look so cool, but yeah. I went downhill mountain biking and I, like, my brother had a GoPro and we took turns, you know, yeah. having it on. All you're looking at is handlebars and me going, shit, ass, oh, God. And you look like a dick in a helmet. Your head's a funny shape. It's not It's not cool. I'm just, like, honestly on the verge of tears on this GoPro footage going, I've got to fall, I've got to fall. No, that's it's the same with my dash cam footage. I've got a dash camera. But, like, I never watch it back. I literally only have it in case there's an accident. You know, like mm. that's it. Or 99% of the time, it's just me going, the fuck are you doing, cunt? Get in there. Oh, I... fuck off. That's all my GoPro. The only person I haven't agreed with on something was Sam Pang, but he came with 25 problems about stuff that he dislikes about other people. <laughs> um, of course he did. In alphabetical order. And he didn't, like his first one was tennis. He says, tennis is shit. I'm like, how can you? You can't just discredit a whole sport. Watching or playing? All of it. He hates, he hates it. He's like, it's bullshit. I'm like, <laughs> mate, come on, come on. Oh, someone didn't get picked for the team. Yeah. <laughs> Too sure to look over the net. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's gonna do another episode where he's, he's just hating on us for talking shit about him. Yeah, no, he will probably. He'll send me a text message. <laughs> he won't listen to this. He'll be busy playing golf with Brownie. Well, the first long lockdown that New Zealand had, level four, nothing open. You couldn't get coffee. You couldn't get food. You couldn't get nothing. And you know, takeaways. You couldn't yeah. get groceries. But um, the number one thing that was googled by people in New Zealand was how to separate. From your partner. Really? That was the number one thing that was Googled in New Zealand. I said, it's kind of heartwarming, not how do I bury a motherfucker in a shallow grave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how deep is a shallow grave exactly? <laughs> when I'm buying a car, I'll go and look at other cars yeah. and I'll bring them up online and go, who's the, yeah. which one's the best and, and, and what, you know, what's it got? And it, with surgeons, it's like, pretty much just got referred to a guy. Yeah. And, and I went, okay, well, you're in charge of doing my penis operation. <laughs> and, <laughs> and of which uh, I've had two, I yeah. ruptured my urethra. Ah, and, how do you, uh, yeah, how on do, a you bike, do that? On a bike, I knackered oh. myself on the bar. <sighs> and it ruptured my urethra like underneath, under the undercarriage. Yeah. And it, yeah. it, it basically blood, <laughs> over time, blood tissue built up and just cut off the pipe. It was like I had a oh water-saving nozzle on, oh. <laughs> on the end of my, oh my member. And so I just couldn't wee. I couldn't wee at oh all. And so this is in my um, late 20s. So wow. I had to go in for a... Um, uh, surgery and so the guy's like oh yeah it's pretty simple we actually go down the eye 
of your yeah. penis and yeah. we'll get all the way to the, the that troublesome area and we'll scrape out the the tissue and, and then you It sounds good. horrendous. I'm getting yeah. my balls are contracting right now. <laughs> your sister writes, Alex. Yes. How does she feel because the first one that you wrote was for your nephew? Yes. As a surprise, and then it just kind of blew up, right? Yeah, I wasn't even going to print them. I, my my yeah. best mate from high school, Hogs, who I took to interview Tom yeah. Cruise, he's a book publisher. <laughs> Amazing. And so I asked him to make up one copy because they make up test yeah. copies all the time yeah. as a present for my nephew for his first birthday, or really my sister. And then he's the one that convinced me to publish it. And I said no for months and months. And I'm glad he did. Yeah. Um, because they've been so much fun to make and play with and, and seeing kids really happy. And But I felt really bad. I said to my sister, hey, this was meant to be just a nice gift for George and you um, and, you know, inspired because you're a great writer yourself. How, how do you feel about this suddenly being commercialized? And she's yeah. like, oh, no problems at all. I said, look, I'm going to give proceeds to George and, and if you have other, other children, I'll, I'll make sure I set up fun. Yeah. Um, for for the for the book, so um, and then they've sold you know over a million copies worldwide. So I had to call it and go. The percentage royalty that I'm going to give George and Fred. It's peeling back a bit. It's peeling back a bit. At this moment, they're buying the university, not just going to. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My brother is really funny. Like my brother, and my sister, she's funny too. But potentially, he could be a stand-up. Like right. he's just that yeah. funny. But then I'm like, it would be kind of like you in my backyard. Now, because yeah. <laughs> like, my mum always said, a joke's a joke, but you don't open an umbrella in another man's asshole. <laughs> you know that old saying? <laughs> no, I don't know the old saying. <laughs> like, you can shove it up there and it's fun. Everyone's laughing, but don't open it. <laughs> so that's the kind of thing I feel like you you shoved the umbrella up and opened it and then twisted and wrote 18 books. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my partner is a physics teacher and she's the reason why I get up at 10. But yeah. if she was also in the arts, I'd be getting up at 2 p.m. every day. Yeah, yeah. And she wouldn't even question it. She's like, of course, we're, you know, resting our brains then. <laughs> <laughs> she's so understanding though. She's so understanding of like, you know, knowing that I'm up late and all that kind of stuff. But deep down, I'm just a lazy fuck. Like, I mean, com- it's, it's like, you know, you don't get tall from playing basketball. You play basketball because you're tall. I'm a comedian. Because I like sleeping in. Fuck, I love that. That is so good. You don't get tall from playing basketball. You play basketball because you're tall. Oh, my God, you may have just changed my life. Like, that's, that's it. Thanks, David. Thanks for coming on the podcast. I, I, see you later. Only <laughs> here for the gyms. Only here for the gyms. With you, when you say you think it's golf, Mm-hmm. I want you to just for a moment. Yep, I'm there. Close your eyes. I'm going to take you on a journey, David. We were on a television show together mm-hmm. um, called Taskmaster. In that, mm-hmm. you lost balloons and climbed into the ceiling and then jumped out from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. You have thrown yourself off things, into things, over things. I have seen your ass in the air more <laughs> than I have a lady in pornography. <laughs> And you think you may have hurt your back playing golf? (laughs) (laughs) That's the richest shit I've heard in my life. You did not compress a fucking vertebrae in your back (laughs) swinging a three iron. Do you have brothers and sisters? Mm Mm-hmm. What have you got? What are you packing? Um, I've got four sisters. Yeah. Four sisters and I'm the youngest and I'm the youngest boy. And the oldest sister is 18 years older than me. So we've got different mums. Uh, I was just going to say, fuck, did they lose the recipe? 
<laughs> He's like, how did you make these other kids? We should try that again. Oh, fuck, I don't know. Where was my dick the last time we had one of them come the out? recipe. <laughs> yeah. My girlfriend says this in the nicest way, and I love her so much, but she's like, um, when I... <laughs> If I'm like, if it's like over summer and I've eaten a bit too much, yeah. she'll be like, "Oh, David, I know you've eaten a bit too much because you've lost your neck privileges. Your neck's disappeared again. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go for more walks." And she says this in the most loving way, but I think it's so funny that she calls it neck privileges. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. It's like, well, I guess we're not getting married anytime soon because you can't wear a tie because you need a neck for it. <laughs> I'll be wearing the dress. You're going to have to go low cut on something. I need a really, really tight corset. (laughs) It is a person-to-person scenario for me. And in the beginning, I'm like, maybe it is bisexuality. Maybe it's just, I'm just open to. Is it pan? Are you pan? Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Yeah, but then I'm like, oh, you know, I'm tired is what I am. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I don't, I don't think you can come out as that. But that was my approach too. Coming, I'm like, I was 20. Coming out as tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm tired. I am thinking uh, about this shit. My name's Ursula and I am fucking exhausted. Um, God, congrats, me too, babe. You've got a whole community of yeah. tired people out here. Yeah. We should have a, we should have a um, not a pride parade, but a sit-in. And a relax. <laughs> it's Saturday. It's Saturday from one o'clock to eight o'clock. There's yeah. no after party. All right. So you're 41. You're married. Um, you've got one I'm kid. About my age more? on the fucking pod. Cut that, mate. Mate, you are fucking letting your hair go grey. Don't you start your shit with me. Have you ever met my mum, Ush? <laughs> She's got like full white hair. We call her Mrs. Claus. Every every Christmas, we're like Mrs. Claus. She's got amazing white hair. My brother's got the same genetic thing because his hair is yeah. white as, and he just looks so handsome. I just want yeah. that to happen for me, but it's just it's just it's just taking ages. It's going to get into that awkward bit where yeah. it's like it doesn't really know what it's doing. But yeah, no, but you need to you need to color because look how gray I am. Those aren't highlights. So that's completely gray up there. But then I just go blonde, and then eventually I'll just stop coloring it and just put platinum highlights in. But I'm very gray. I mean, it's pretty but ridiculous. You can't though. Let yourself go. But you it's, can't a let go it's a double standard. It's a double standard. Men get to go gray. And they get hotter when they turn grey. They're like, a, there's a term. They call them silver foxes. Women, yeah. women get all this pressure of like, oh, what are you going to do with those? It's like, I'm going to look hot yeah. like the men do when they age with yeah, their grey. No, no, but not yet. No, no. You have to think of it. This isn't about <laughs> you, Madeline. This is about, okay, so you're five years younger than me and I don't want to go if, if we're in the same. You don't want to go out in the same. You don't want to go out to a club then, with me? <laughs> No, no, then when people go, oh, how do you know each other? And sort of, and they realize that we're basically the same age, but you're white gray. That puts an age on me. And people, oh. you know, it's like, it's like when now when I see my old school friends and they, some of them are grandmothers, wow. you know, and, and, and people go, how do you know each other? They go, we went to school together, but they're completely white gray and they've got a grandbaby. And I'm like, and when they go to the bathroom, I go, she used to work in the kitchen. She was the cafeteria lady. I'm like, don't you fucking let yourself go. <laughs> now it ages both of us and now I look like a goddamn grandma. Last Christmas Eve, last Christmas Eve, my I went to my mother-in-law's place for a Christmas Eve dinner and uh, and there was a lot, lot of, quite a few people there and she said in front of everyone, all the food's vegan tonight because of you. And she pointed at me and it's like, <laughs> I felt oh, so under pressure. And my yeah. own son said, Dad, why do you even have to be here? And it was like, oh. 
I had a, a, a little while back, there was a couple of people in my front row who were, they were clearly crazy, clearly yeah. on crystal meth or something. Yeah. And eventually they got kicked out and it was like, thank God for that. But then the uh, the guy who was running the venue came backstage afterwards and he goes, do you know exactly why they got kicked out? And I said, oh, well, because they were off their heads. He goes, yeah, but they got kicked out because the girl was wanking the guy off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good on them, you know. <laughs> There's a moment because it's the first world's first uh, Indigenous First Nations bisexual bachelorette. Yeah. And like, yes, it's she, she is these things, but she is also, she who she is is big enough already. Yeah. She happens yeah. to be these other things. But I absolutely thought of you. There's an episode in the first scene of the first episode there's a moment where I won't say why, but for one reason or another, she's in a ball gown holding a power tool. <laughs> As you do. Straight away I thought, I know the noise Ursula Carlson's going to make when she <laughs> sees this. <laughs> you change your name. So to me that's sort of the same thing where you go, I'm not that person, I'm not this label that someone else gave me, and you chose your own. Because I, d- I never knew you as Andrew. No. But it's so funny. Even today still, if I go, um, I'm doing the mask Singer, oh, yeah, with that Andy G chap, and I go, no, it's Osha. <laughs> like, I don't know Andy. Yeah, no. I don't think you would have liked him very much. He was blonde and he was crazy and drank a lot and, and was very impulsive and did silly things. Oh, my God, and it was I'm- Jackie O. You. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of people I know and you know as well that came to things like stand-up late. And of of any profession to start late, stand-up was like, hang on, what? I'm going to be a grown adult probably with kids of my own yeah. and I'm just going to stand here and take it in the fucking face for three straight years while I get good at this? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone in my house, quickly develop a taste for baked beans and toast. That's all we're eating. Yeah. <laughs> Being a comedian, is it's a big thing to call yourself. Yeah. Like to say I'm now a comedian. So you want to you want to make sure that before you're called a comedian that that's what you actually are. Because yeah. like me, I'm willing to attempt to be funny, but I want to act like I was accidentally funny, and that just sort of happened. It's not really a career, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it takes a lot of balls to to go. Uh, I'm a comedian. Like, it's, it's, it's funny you say that because now I that's my big growth. Like sometimes you're you're at an open mic thing, or even when I was still doing open mics. It took me ages to admit that I was a comedian and people would go, yeah. you're that comedian. I go, well, I don't know. I, I, like I, I'm a designer and I, <laughs> I do comedy. I, I do jokes occasionally on a stage for $40 a pop. But, you know, like I, I would never say I was a comedian. But then on that same circuit, people who have done two gigs would, would change their profile on Facebook to I'm a comedian. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're not. You're so far from it. <laughs> it's a Gen X thing to, yeah. to always look for an out. Always yes, look or for stay a way in your to, lane. Yeah, stay in your lane. That's what it is. I used to um, like fart into bottles and yeah. put the screw back on it and, and, and leave it in my sister's rooms. I'd do it all the time so they'd open them. They'd be like, why is the bottle there? They, they kept falling for it. But I remember once, I think I'd done it too many times to my sister, Catherine, and I, I, it was such a good gag. And sometimes it would pay off a year later. Like there was one wow. that paid off because I put it in a special place where she kept her diary, just a little yeah. bottle. And so she went in there and opened it And because they, they last. And yeah. anyway. oh, wow, that's good to know. Uh, yeah, if you're yeah. listening to this, this is, this is a hot tip yeah. to torture your flatmates or your <laughs> friends or your partner, just fart in a bottle. Yeah, and put put the lid back on and leave it on the on on the bookshelf, and eventually someone's going to open it because yeah. like it's a, human might, nature to sniff it. You can't help yourself. Yeah, but also like they might want to put something in the jar. Anyway, I remember 
I did one and I got her twice in a row. And then I just heard a, a scream and then a Matthew and then a glass smash. And then I thought, I've, I've got to run. But I ran the wrong way and she went out the French doors of her room and came round and somehow she got a frying pan. I don't know where oh the frying God. pan came from. She sconed me with the frying pan. And and I held onto a lot of resentment for that for a long time. And then one day I just realized I deserve that frying pan. Why, why are you going around fighting in jars and putting them in the system? <laughs> I used to tell a lot of lies. I used to be yeah. like, a, I used to tell lies. I don't know why I tell lies. And then I read this book called On Lying and 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 how bad it is. And I'd never really thought about lying as not as being a bad thing. Yeah. And 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 then I read all it was this philosopher wrote this book on lies. And I was reading it, and it goes, lies never lead to anything good. And there's always like these ideas that like, you know, what happens if you were if Anne Frank was in the attic and the Nazis came around, would you lie and say she's not up there? There's it, it, yeah, and that that's yeah, maybe at that point I wouldn't say Anne <laughs> Anne Frank's yeah. in the attic, go get her. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not talking about that lie. That's that's a, that's a lie I'd allow. But just lying, and I think about all the terrible lies I told. And so I hate when I'm lying or telling even half truths when I'm yeah. halfway through something and I'm half bullshitting. And I still do it from, from 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 time to time. I'm just going, that's a lie. So I always try and I always try and go through a whole day without telling a lie. And it's actually really hard to do because even if you're telling a lie around like um, you think that's going to make it easier for someone or it's going this is going to be easy or yeah. blah 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 it makes things quicker, does it? Spirals out of control and you yeah. and you you start to it's eats your, lies eat your soul so so i try and go and i've never been able to go through a day without telling at least some kind of lie and then yeah. i go damn it i've told a lie and and you and when you try and not lie you realize how much of the stuff you say is is a lie yeah and i, I don't mean in tell in, in like when i'm i'll tell lies in performances because that's different like you know, oh like yeah you say, that's entertaining yeah yeah that's different that's my job but yeah. just to people you know like even if you go even a, <laughs> like, a, like a lie like um i'm sitting at home and i'm supposed to be around somewhere <laughs> and i'm like i'm on the way that's a dumb lie <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> or, or another one that's really dumb is i'm going out for just to have one drink and you know you're going out all night like just rip the band-aid off and say to your significant I'm other fu- i'm getting fucked up tonight okay do you want to come because that's what's happening. No, yeah. I'm just going to have one drink with my friend and I'll probably be home and then all night going, oh, something, something happened. I've had to stay a little bit longer. Or yeah. He's having a tough time in his life. Yeah, and there's then- always an escalation. <laughs> just going, I'm having such a great time not being with you. I'm getting fucked up. Because my day is filled with picking up dog shit and cat shit and kid shit. And- I picked up three huge dog poos yesterday. I was so proud of Sonny. He's like, he sometimes has a bit of trouble with that stuff. And oh, last, yeah. But we hadn't gone into the back garden for a couple of days and it was just magnificent, like really fantastic, good, solid stools. And it's, it's the same. It's like when your kid delivers a big shit, you're like, <laughs> I am that person now. I'm old enough to go, yeah. applauding oh, man, a good poop. job. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go, I'm gonna, who didn't flush but fist pump, who didn't flush? Because this is amazing. So this uh, the answer to your question, what do people do without kids and pets, is yeah. they don't have conversations about the quality of other people's turds. That's what they don't yes. do. And it's an enviable life. Is it? Because I think they poor are for it. <laughs> I remember, I think it was your dad's 70th. Could have, no, it was your dad's 70th where the whole family came to the show at the end. Yeah, 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 that's right. And I don't think I've ever said cunt more in my life. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I was on this vicious loop. And then afterwards, Cuddy goes, Mum and them are coming backstage. I'm like, shit, was that tonight? 
I could have cleaned it up a bit. And your mum's like, that was great. That was so good. Uh, they've come to sleep. Like, yeah. They're pretty inoculated against uh, that word and all the words. I guess thank you to you and to your siblings for sort of numbing them to the filth. That I <laughs> you know what happened today? I got a call today from uh, my account. She goes, Nazim transferred money into your account. Why is that? I go, I don't know, maybe he thinks because I'm struggling. The blackmail you've done to him? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've released his <laughs> sister, I don't know. And then he goes... <laughs> <laughs> so she goes, no, she phoned. And what had happened was December 2019, I did warm-up shows before my Netflix special. They never paid me for the, the and then they realised. You're saying Naz doesn't pay for two no, years. No, 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 no. I he knew he was an asshole. He was, oh, no, he's an asshole for so many other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> no, so he, he wasn't involved at all. But then the organisers of those gigs, because it was just like there was one in a basement and one in a pub, then they realised, oh, shit, this money's still sitting here. They didn't have any of my details, but they know that Nazim and I are friends, so they just transferred him the money. And I'm then so when he good. questioned, why do I have this money from you? They go, oh, that's two oh. years ago, Ursh did a gig here. And he's like, oh, oh thanks for letting me know. So he immediately that's transferred so the money. I'm like, weird. what shits you to absolute death about other people? Uh, um. Uh, <laughs> um, I want to see my kids grow up, so if you could keep this brief. Uh, <laughs> That's enough already. Shut up. Oh, shush.